Hey guys, welcome back to Doses of Jesus podcast with your girl, the Seisha Monet. Please be sure to subscribe to my podcast. And if you're streaming this from my YouTube channel, as always, be sure to like, share, subscribe, and make sure you hit that bell notification so you can know when your girl uploads. And as always, y'all, y'all know it's not a Doses of Jesus podcast if we don't set the atmosphere with prayer first. So you know the drill. Bow your head, close your eyes, get off that phone. It don't matter if that baby making noise, they bear a witness, all right? <laughs> so here we go. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. First of all, we repent God for any sins we may have committed, known and unknown. Whether we said it, did it, or thought it, God, we repent. We humbly come before you, repenting, asking you to forgive us, wash us with your blood of Jesus, with the precious, with the precious blood of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you, God, that this message will bless every ear that has the ear to hear, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, for giving every person, Lord God, listening to my voice at this very moment, Lord God, divine confirmation, illumination, revelation. God, I just thank you that this will be a blessing to them and that you will get all of the glory, Father. Yes, they're hearing my voice, but let them hear you through me, God. I thank you, Father God, for just having your way. My storage is empty, God, and I'm fully available to you, God. I thank you, Father God, for just having your way. Do what you want to do. This is your this is your platform, God. I'm just a vessel that you're using, and I thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, let's get into it, baby. Okay, y'all, so, like, the funniest thing happened. I said it's funny, but it's really not funny. It's really, like, it was really, like, it blessed my mind, for real. Because someday... Well, today is March 15th. So God gave me this word right here, February 13th, right? At, I think, let me see. I think it was exactly 8.37 in the morning, okay? But before we get into it, I have to give you all this testimony. Like, God is just amazing, right? So I'm in church and Pastor JT gets up and he's preaching about the heart. He's preaching about how our heart is like our hard drive. It's like the hard drive to computer. The desktop has no meaning really if the hard drive is infected or if the hard drive blows out or if the hard drive just doesn't work anymore, then that means the desktop really has no purpose no more, right? And I was like, wow, okay, cool. So I had already had in my mind, okay, today I wanna, you know, I wanna record my podcast and everything like that. So I'm in the truck and I'm talking to my mama and I'm like, you know, I wanna do my podcast today. And so I'm, I look at my phone and my notes because I'm like, I don't even remember like what this week's title was, you know? Y'all, I could have like grew some wings overnight and flew away. The title of today's podcast is guard your heart when i tell y'all i i was mind blown i was mind blown it blessed my mind I, it was all that because i'm just like god you just had the man of god to preach about this and now here you are you gave me the same word just in a whole different way but it's like it all you gave me different words but the 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 meat and the root of it all is the exact same i'm like god in this season you really want us to really really watch our heart posture and make sure that we are really that our hearts are really reflecting you in our everyday life no you're not looking for a perfect heart you're looking for a pure heart a heart that's really genuinely trying to run towards you every day 
right? So let's get into it because I didn't got excited. Y'all know I get excited. I start sweating. Who Lord, child? So it's funny because God gave me this word the day before Valentine's Day. How ironic, right? Guard your heart, Valentine's Day. Come on now. So I don't even, honestly, y'all, I don't even remember typing these notes. That's how you know it's God. Like it's all God and none of me because I don't even remember typing these notes, right? But I, the first nugget he gave me was guarding your heart doesn't just mean protecting it from danger, but it also means keeping careful watch over it to make sure its condition is in the right position. Cause let's be real. We always talk about guard your heart. And a lot of times we use guard your heart as, okay, don't let, you know, like, don't like when God revealed the truth to you about this person, make sure you ask him to guard your heart so you don't get hurt. But we never really, we, I feel like we're just starting to really talk about guarding your heart as far as keeping your heart in the right position. Because at the end of the day, when God is ready to bless you, if your heart is not in the right place, God is not going to put you in an elevated position to be over his people and your heart is not right. No, he's not saying be perfect because we all have some people in our lives that's just like we would prefer not to be around. That's okay. But it's a difference between guarding your heart and protecting your peace and there's a difference between just being an ugly person is one thing there's a lot of people on this earth let me be real if i can be real with y'all if i can't be real with nobody else i gotta be real myself and i gotta be real with y'all there's people on this earth that i would prefer to keep my distance from right and i know y'all have those people too and it's not because oh they don't look like me or whatever no it's just some people's spirit you have to protect yourself from that and i feel like god is perfectly fine with us doing that but when it gets to the point where you see that person and you cringing and you just feel like oh i can't stand that person you need to do a self-check you need to say hold up i gotta do a heart check right quick hold up now because that ain't god that ain't god at all but when it's like, ah, I love you with the love of God, but I'm going to keep my distance because your spirit, I don't know, it's just something ain't right. Every time you come around, my spirit start doing backflips and that ain't right. <laughs> so I'm going to keep my distance, but I'm going to still love you with the love of God. Every time I see you, I'm going to still, good morning, how you doing? God bless you and keep it pushing. But that don't mean I got to go sit down and have brunch with you. Or that don't mean we have to, you have to come to my house and we watch, um... Netflix together. You know what I mean? Things like that. But you have to be able to keep your heart pure, even with the people who you dislike the most. God did not, God never said we had to like people, but he said we have to love people. The next amazing nugget he gave me was protected from the enemy's fiery darts of bitterness, anger, shame, and grudge. I hear a lot of people, a whole lot of people talking about how they hold grudges. I'm going to be real. I'm scared to hold a grudge because I have too much reverence for God. I respect God too much and I'm not trying to sit up here and have a grudge and God come, you know what I'm saying? Jesus come back right now and it's like, dang, just by you having a grudge for, some, for somebody like for five minutes, cause you your salvation. I don't have time for that. I've been working too hard <laughs> to keep my heart right to see Jesus for something as simple as holding a grudge over, some, over something stupid to stop me from seeing him. You know what I mean? So the scripture he gave me was Proverbs 4 and 23. We're going to read three different versions. So first... We're going to read the easy read version, okay? So, give me one second, let me get to it, y'all. 23, he says, be very careful to keep your mind safe. The thoughts that you think make you the person that you are. So, I think the biggest connect, like the most important connection in our lives is not our connection to people, not our connection to the things of this earth, but our connection from mind to heart. Ooh, I didn't even have that written down. That was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just led me to Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, right? 
the NLT version says, but the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. The, hmm, let's see. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The New King James Version says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. So just like Proverbs 4 and 23 says, be careful to keep your mind safe because the thoughts that you think make you who you are. And uh, Matthew 15 and 18 also says that Whatever comes out of your mouth comes from your heart. So God is literally emphasizing, keep careful watch over your heart and over your mind because those two, that connection is so important because your heart can literally be so pure, but the enemy are trying to creep in at your, at like the most vulnerable moments and try and make you think some things. And if you think on something long enough, it can start to manifest physically. If you think long enough that you can't stand this person, your actions are going to start to manifest it into actions, right? Oh, wait, hold on your actions are going to start to manifest themselves physically, right? So my mama always taught me that soon at think to think on these things, right? The Bible says to think on these things. My mama always said that. She was like, think on these things, Sasha. As soon as the enemy try and throw a little small, small dart, something as simple as, hmm, Look how they was looking at you. You quickly tell him, devil, you don't have no right to talk to me. You have the right to remain silent. Nothing you say is true. So if you telling me to focus on how that person was looking at me, I need to do the opposite and not even look that way because what you're not about to do is try and throw me off track because that's indication that God has, that God is about to bless you and use you in a mighty way. When you see that the devil trying to use stupid stuff like social media or the little things to try and distract you, just know that he's trying to take your, your he's trying to, Veer your vision because he sees that oh no if she stay focused long enough she gonna get that breakthrough she gonna get that miracle she gonna if, if I could if she keep her head up and look to the hills from whence her help comes from if she keep looking up long enough she gonna get that breakthrough and she gonna stop entertaining me of course the enemy wants you to entertain him Mike Ty said in a sermon the other day I was watching well I didn't watch I watched a clip. He was saying a lot of y'all ain't been attacked by the enemy in a long time because he got you trapped in your emotions. Soon as somebody look at you wrong, you distracted and you, you didn't just lost your witness because now you're going off on a waitress because she, she didn't put enough ice in your water. That's a tactic of the enemy because he knows the influence on your life. He knows the amount of people that's looking at you like, oh yeah, she definitely, definitely representing Christ for real. So of course he's gonna try and say, oh, for real, that's what you think? All right, let me mess up right quick. So that's why he says to keep careful watch over your mind. He says to be careful what comes out of your mouth because it comes from your heart and the mouth is such, ooh, the mouth is like a toddler. You gotta really chastise it while it's young. Because if you let that tongue continue to just be reckless and just do what it want, you can mess up your witness. Oh my God, the witness you've been working on for 30 years could be tainted and messed up in one second. Because baby, with social media, let me tell you something. People can get a hold of your actions like that and it can transfer all around the world in matters of seconds. I've seen so many great people get tainted over the quickest like mishap. And so, no, God is not asking us to be perfect, but it's like, you know, he's just telling us, like, look, if you do the work and I see you doing the work from your heart, I got you. But if you just walk around here reckless and you just don't care, I mean, you tie my hands over that. But if you continue to try your best to keep your hands clean and your heart clean and your mouth clean, then you give me free range to work and to really show myself, you know, in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That was deep. I ain't lying. I like that. That was deep. Okay. So <laughs> let's look at the NLT version of Proverbs 23. I mean, 4 and 23, y'all. Let's see. NLT. The NLT version says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Do you not understand how important that is? If something determines the course of your life, that's just like, okay, somebody that's in high school, elective classes that really don't matter. Like, well, elective classes matter, but like, let's say you have a cooking class, right? And they just like, you don't even have to really pass this class to graduate. This is just to take up space in your schedule. You ain't going to take that class that serious. Like you just going to do it because whatever. But that geometry class that you know you need to graduate, you are going to make sure you study. You're going to make sure you get a tutor. You're going to do what you have to do to pass that class. So God is saying that that's the same with our hearts. We need to work hard every day to make sure we do a heart check. I don't care how many times you got to check your heart a day. I'd rather check my heart I'd rather check my heart posture 20 times a day to say, okay, Sasha, hold up. Why are you doing that? What are you, what is your reason for doing that? First of all, before you do this or before you say this, how is this going to affect your ministry and how is this going to affect your purpose and how is this going to affect your baby's purpose? Let's, that, and how is this going to affect the generations to come? That's just how serious it is, y'all. Me and my mom was just talking about that today. Like when we post things on social media, like doing a check with yourself like am i doing this for the fame and the, and the popularity of others or am i doing this to glorify god clearly when i post pictures of my baby i'm doing that because i know people like to see my like what i be putting my like putting on my baby because i'm very big on like dressing her real cute you know i'll be having so much fun dressing my baby but i do that because i know people love to see it and i love doing it i love taking pictures i love taking pictures of my baby so that's why i do it when i post my dose of jesus i post things from um station one the dance academy things like that my YouTube channel, I'm doing that because I love it. And that's part, of, and I'm, I'm called to do, that's part of my ministry. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm glorifying God doing it. But if I'm posting something because I'm trying to be shady and we've all been there, I've been there. And every time I did it, I felt convicted and I felt like, man, I shouldn't have did that. And I felt convicted, y'all, for real, for real. And I deleted it. And But then it's like all these people saw it and it's like, why would you even do that? You know, that's not even you. And don't ain't nothing more embarrassing than when you post something shady and one a person who know you DM you and be like, take that down because that ain't even you it's like dang you knew i did that for the wrong reason so i had to start doing heart checks too i don't care if you pass the lead past the bishop apostle you have to do a heart check every day as long as you on this earth and breathing and you have a flesh you gonna have to do a heart check every day and that's why he said to guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life next um let's see next version i want to look at is the new king james version it says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issue of life. The Holy Spirit gave me, told me to, to look up the definition of diligence, which means careful and persistent work or effort. Just like what we just talked about. You have to consistently keep doing it. It's not a one-time thing. It's not like when you go to the doctor and you just get your blood pressure checked at once every year. It's not that type of thing. It's something you have to do every day because if you don't, that's when you slip up. If you don't keep careful watch, just like your toddler, like I was talking about, your toddler, you're not just going to go check on your toddler one time throughout the day. You have to keep checking on them children because if you don't, they're going to be doing whatever they want. And before you know it, you're going to have 18 different colors on your wall, your chandelier done broke, your mayonnaise done went bad because it kept the refrigerator open, your milk spoiled. You know what I'm saying? So just like our, our toddlers and our children, we have to keep watch over them. You have to keep watch over your heart. And I'm speaking from, let me tell you something. I'm preaching to myself too, because this is not a, a like I said, this is not a, oh, this is a, I'll, 
let's be real. This is a one size fits all. We all need this word in our lives. Like for real, for real. God gave me this word, but that don't mean I'm exempt. That don't mean he gave me this word because, oh, Sasha, you've mastered this. No, God gave me his word because he know I need it. And he know that by his grace, I was humble enough to come on here and preach to y'all and preach to myself and admit to y'all that I'm preaching to myself. All right, y'all. Next scripture he gave me was 2 Timothy um, chapter 2, verses 24 through 26. This is the NLT version. I'm an NLT type girl. Don't get me wrong. I like the New King James version, but I'm an NLT and easy read version girl all day. And if you got something against that, that's a shame. Um, all right. He says in NLT version, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient. Ooh, child, with difficult people. Let me stop right there. Because <laughs> let me tell y'all something. It is so easy to love easy people. That sweet girl that never bother nobody, it's so easy to hug her and be sweet to her. But that person that just messy, that just got ugly ways, that just every time you're around them, it's just, oh, that's the person that God wants us to show the most love to because they don't even know what they're doing. And so I had to learn that. Okay. I had to learn that a lot of people, mean people and evil people, they're only doing what they know to do. They're only, uh, they are just a reflection of what they've been through. I'm, am, I'm able to love people because I know both sides of the stick, how it feels to have people do you wrong and how it feels to have people to do you right i love how it feels for people to do me right but i hated how it felt to be done wrong so i don't ever want to make nobody feel that way so i try my best every day to just go out of my way to be good to people and to be nice to people it's a challenge sometimes clearly but i'm grateful that god loves me so much that he keeps me in that heart check like hold up Sasha, remember who i made you i didn't make you to be evil i didn't make you to be like this world this world is going to tell you be selfish they're going to tell you to nah don't love no don't do that be selfish with your love put you first don't worry about them. It don't matter if that person over there is hurting. You good. So what you worry about them for? But kingdom is not like that. Kingdom is putting yourself last. When Jesus picked up that cross. Ooh. I, I felt the Holy Spirit on that one. Ooh, ooh. Hold up. When Jesus picked up that cross. He didn't have himself in mind. He didn't think about how tired he was. Clearly he was tired. Let's be real. But he didn't think about that. He thought about, you know what? I'm doing this for Sasha, for Betty, for Jennifer. For the 7 billion people in this world, even the people who are, who, even the people who will walk this earth and deny me and make it seem like I'm, I never existed. And who's going to choose this, that, and the other over me? Who's going to choose to praise Santa Claus on Christmas, but not give me no attention? Who's going to choose to praise a bunny on Easter and not even, you know what I'm saying? Reflect on what I've done for them. I'm going to still pick up this cross. So I think the most beautiful part about that is just saying like, you have to even pick up the cross for the difficult people. You have to be willing to surrender and say, you know what, God, I ain't lying. I can't stand the way she talked to me. But you know what, God, you told me to go over there and give her a hug. I'm going to do it. Not because I want to, God. You know I don't want to do it. But for your glory, I will do it because you have every right to not want to love me. But yet you love me every day in spite of my sins, God. In spite of. In spite of. Ooh, child, that, that right there, I could really stop this recorder right now because that right there was a word and that, 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 that blessed me. So God, I thank you for that. Ooh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Verse 25, gently, 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 gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Mm. 
perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. So right there, God is like, y'all, I'm getting so full and so emotional because it's like, like I said, this was a month ago when God, God gave me, wow, he gave me this word a month ago, a month and two days ago to be exact. And this word right here is just blessing me. And I pray it bless y'all how it's blessing me. I'm getting so emotional right now. Oh my God. My heart is full, y'all. Because for him to say, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Don't child out on them. Don't treat them mean. Don't be like, oh, get away from me. No. Clearly God is not saying, okay, this person always doing you wrong. Still sitting in their face. No. He's saying that you don't have to break bread with them. But I need you to still walk in love with them. When you see them, don't roll your eyes. Still say, hey, girl, how you doing? But you don't have to sit with them. You don't have to go eat after church with them. You don't have to, you know, go on a trip with them. But all I'm telling you to do is walk in love with them. And if they're doing something wrong, you instruct them with love and say, look, my sister, or look, my brother. God is not pleased with that. I'm not judging you, but I'm telling you this because I love you enough to correct you because I would want you to do the same for me. God is not pleased with that, you know, and ask them. Do you mind if I pray for you? Do you mind if I pray with you? I like when people say pray with you because it's, it's less like direct and it's more like, let's pray together. Look, you my sister, I'm your brother, whatever. Let's pray. And if they deny it, you still pray for them in your leisure time. But I feel like God is just showing us like, look, ain't none of y'all perfect. Yes, there are some difficult people in this world. And like I said, you don't have to surround yourself around them all day because you don't want to taint your own fruit. But at the same time, you got to love people, man. Then he goes on to say, and like, I love the second part when he says, perhaps God would change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. You never know what a simple, just you being who you are, like just you brightening up a room and just showing love that can really change the whole trajectory of a person's day or their life. Like they can think back and say, dang, I've been so mean to her and she still can show me love. Hey, maybe I should chill. Maybe I should do a self check, a heart check. You know what I mean? Or if they saying like, dang, she's so sweet. She go to healing place. Maybe I should come to that church. You don't, you represent everything that you're involved in. You represent yourself. Your minute. First of all, you represent God. You represent yourself, your family, your ministry, your church, all of that. And you never know. You can be the first. You can be. The person that God uses to bring somebody back to him. You know, you don't want to be the reason why somebody turns away from God. You want to be the reason why somebody runs to God, right? Because some people look at it like, dang, if she could be nice to me, surely, like, after all I've done, huh, and she told me she loved me, and she telling me God loved me, oh, wow. Maybe I do need to go back to God. You know what I mean? And the last part is verse, um, verse 26. He says, then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. So God is saying, man, look, I've given y'all authority here on earth. Like, dude, <laughs> use that authority. Like take, take it, take it by force and go out there and help save souls for my kingdom, for my glory. Even if it means loving the difficult people, man. So then he goes on to tell me, he gives me this nugget, pride can hide your true condition. Oh yes, I read that in a Bait of Satan book, right? So if you don't have that book, I suggest you get it. It talks about offense and offense is a bit, who child, offense is a, a heck of a root that you have to work day in and day, wait, day in and day out, day 
<laughs> day in and day out to really like, I don't look at it like, well, I've mastered it. No, baby. That's an everyday job because offense is a, is a who child. You got to really ask God to help you every day and bind offense and lose the spirit of humility that you don't look at always how a person says it, but the root of what they're saying, because a person might be rough, just rough rooted. They might have, might've had a, a rough upbringing. All they know how to do is talk rough, but they mean what they say in love. Everybody not gentle. <laughs> and I had to learn that for real. But the book said pride can hide your true condition. And I don't know who needs to hear that. But I know for me, I told my mama, like, I used to walk in pride and didn't even know it. Like, I wouldn't, I was afraid to ask for help because I felt like me asking for help, a person would see me. Like, they would see, like, oh, Tisha don't know how to do that. And they would use that against me. But I had to realize that if God is putting different people in my path, then why not ask for help? Why not drop that pride? You know what I'm saying? So pride can hide your true condition. Drop that pride. Ask God right now in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you to any person that's dealing with pride. I thank you, Lord God, for touching their heart and showing them, God, the benefits of humility. Showing them, Lord God, that you've sent them destiny helpers to help them. And that they don't have to walk around stiff neck and missing out on a blessing, Lord God. But that they can be free. Free. Be free. Freedom. Thank you, God, for freedom. In Jesus' name. The next nugget he gave me was bitterness can alter your true God-given personality. Now, I remember I was watching Jerry Flowers. He said something. I want to say he said something. You know, I know he said something in the gist of that, but I think it wasn't exactly that. But I know God had brought that back to my remembrance. And so bitterness can alter your true God-given personality because if you are a sweet, generous person, always ready to give, always ready to love, and somebody hurts you, you are not going to want to give anymore. You're not going to want to help because you're going to feel like, you know what? The last time I helped somebody, the last time I got vulnerable enough to ask for help, they hurt me. But God revealed to me that you have to learn how to dust that off and keep it pushing. You pray for that person and you ask God to supernaturally heal your heart and your mind because you cannot sit in that rut. Been there, done that. And sitting in a rut gets you nowhere. It makes you miss out on the opportunities of life. It makes you miss out on the opportunities of love and... It wasn't until I asked God to supernaturally heal my heart and heal my mind. I was able to op I was able to open my mind and open my heart back up. And so I began to be the real Sasha, the kingdom Sasha, the Sasha that God made, that sweet, gentle, you know what I'm saying? Sasha. And I started feeling like maybe I need to be a little more rough. Maybe I need to be, you know, a little less kiki. And it's like, Sasha, that's who you are. Stop that. But bitterness was trying to take over my heart. It was trying to take over my mom, over my mind. I would wake up and go to sleep thinking about what hurt me. And I had to ask God to help me. And when he did, I was able to look at life in a whole different way. I started just, I don't know. It, it's a beautiful thing though. So also God, I thank you for supernaturally healing the hearts and the minds of anybody who may be going through hurt and that's causing them to have bitterness. Help them to see God through the lens of your love and through the lens of your grace and your mercy in Jesus name. Amen. Because I also had to learn that grace and mercy, God gives us that every day. And if he could forgive us, surely we need to forgive others too. But I learned that when you forgive, it's for you. That's not for them people. Some people don't care if you forgive them or not. <laughs> like, let's be real. A person that hurt people does not care if you forgive them for real. But you need to care enough to say, you know what, God? I forgive them so that I can move forward. Imagine being shackled to a truck 
And the minute you say, I forgive you, you're free to go and do whatever you want to do. Oh, I never forget. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jerry Flowers said one time on, was that planted or was that trap house? I don't know. But if you let me tell y'all something. Y'all need to get on Jerry Flowers if y'all not planet series go watch that and then watch this trap house series man let me tell you is he god is using this man i'm telling you god is setting people free he is setting child captives free in this season okay so he was saying how when you when us if a, if a slave escapes they're always looking behind their back like oh my god i hope i don't go back i hope i don't have to get caught and go back but when you are truly free you don't have to watch your back and watch your shoulders every five seconds. And so he was basically saying that you have to really be free. You can't say, oh, yeah, I'm not in that relationship no more. I'm not in that, that, that job no more. I'm not doing this no more. So I'm good. But then it's like every time you see that person, your, your gut feel like it just won't throw up. No, because you're not free. Freedom, real freedom is when a person can hurt you and you can still be in that person's presence. Like not sitting down, chilling, watching a movie together. But I'm saying like y'all with the same church or that person passes you in the mall and you can say, what's up? And keep it pushing. You don't have to feel like, because you won't feel me. No, you're really free. And that's where forgiveness starts. Well, that's what where freedom starts is with forgiveness. You forgive and that's the first step to freedom and then you ask God you forgive and you ask God to supernaturally heal your heart and your mind and every day God is continuing to do a heart transplant on you and just just man like it's beautiful I say heart transplant but really like once you get a heart transplant you don't have to keep getting heart transplants once you get a heart transplant you it's, it's done so God gives you a heart transplant and then every day you just continue to do the work to continue to take care of that heart. Yeah. If you get a heart transplant because you had a bad heart, you're not going to start, go back to eating fried chicken and smother pork chop. You won't really take care of yourself and eat the vegetables, the big fish, things like that. So same thing when God heals your heart, don't go back to the same things that hurt your heart. Run towards the things of kingdom, the things of God and ask him to change your appetite and change your circle so that you have influential kingdom influential people around you and so that you have people who are going to push you towards purpose and push you towards kingdom right so the next scripture god was on a roll the scripture let's talk about it we are going to go to hebrews 13 and 3 i'm going to assume that we're going to go to the nlt version because I, yep mm -hmm. wait i'm saying mm -hmm, but wait <laughs> i definitely had okay cool let's just do the nlt it says, oh, okay, wait, actually, let's do Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3, uh, verse 2 through 3. Let's do that, the NLT version. It says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. I don't feel like he was literally talking about prison. I feel like, remember, like, Take a trip down memory lane and before you point a finger, remember that you were once in that person's shoes. It may not have been to that extent, but you were once, you once felt like you were in prison in your mind. So don't sit up here and gossip about this person because they acting out or they acting crazy. Of course, you might be like, man, that's crazy that she doing that. Why is she acting like that? But then take a step back and say, you know what? I remember when. So you know what, Father, the same prayer I pray for myself, I'm going to pray for them. Now, I mean, some people do stuff that you've never done, but there's a root to everything. Every person acts out in a way 
from a root, whether it was abandonment, um, being molested, being ignored, being just hurt, being abused mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. So we have to have, I guess I, I really believe what he's saying right here is just have grace on people and treat those the way you want to be treated. Remember how you felt when you were hurt, like I told you earlier, and give that person grace. Give that person some type of grace. You know what I'm saying? But that don't mean, again, that don't mean you have to sit at the table with them. That don't mean you have to break bread with them. But still pray for them. You can pray for people from a distance. Prayer is a universal thing, baby. You could be praying for somebody all the way in Africa. And they never touched that person a day in your life. So, yeah, that's, I love, I love it. So, let's see. Let's see what the New King James Version says about this. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by doing so, some have unwittingly entertain angels remember the prisoners as if chained chained i'm sorry as if chained with them those who are mistreated since you yourself are in the body also because we are the body of christ so treat that person as if they're you and again unless you are healed and you can really love for real you're not going to be able to love that person you have to ask god to show you how to love and how to do things the way he does it because if you only see yourself from a broken mirror you won't treat everybody else like that but if you see yourself really like in the eyes of christ it's easier to treat people right so i think this is the last scripture yep this is the last one right here isaiah 48 and 10 we're going to go to the new king james version first since i'm already here behold i have refined you but not as silver I have tested you in the furnace of affliction we we know that a diamond is not created on a kitchen table with nice little cute kitchen knives. No, baby, a diamond has to go through it in order to shine the way it shines. In order for oil to be made, that olive has to be pressed, not shined, not cut, but pressed. Okay, so God is saying, okay, wait, hold on, let's read, because y'all know I get excited. Let's read the NLT version. He says, I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. So let's look up the, the definition of refined while we're here. Let's see. Let's see. Refined by definition means with impurities or unwanted elements having been removed by processing. Mm, synonyms, purified, pure clarified mm, another definition elegant and cultured in appearance manner or taste another definition developed or improvised lord that do not say improvised <laughs> developed or improved so as to be precise or subtle so this is saying god is saying listen i have purged you i have purified you through that suffering. So through that suffering, you like, God, take me out. Please take me out of this. Oh, Lord, I can't do it no more. But God, like, look at you. You don't even know that in this suffering, you about to come out shining. You about to come out this fire not smelling like smoke, but smelling like powder. Girl, you about to come out this, this looking like a brand new girl. A brand new, like, you about to really, you went through the fire. Foo child. But when you come out, you're going to be so bona fide and so who child anointed and appointed for the kingdom them little you gonna look at the what you went through as little ticks like i was letting that bother me wow but thank you lord because <laughs> it got me to where i'm at today man 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 and the last nugget before we depart for today 
Our hearts are purified through repentance. That's what God told me, says the Lord. Our hearts are purified through repentance. So when we repent, it's like washing a plate. After you eat, it's like, repenting is like putting that Dawn dishwashing liquid on that towel and scrubbing away all the stains off that plate. Mm, man, you don't always need closure with man. Sometimes you have to have that closure with self. Yeah. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but you don't always need to call that person up to get closure. You don't always have to sit down and have a coming to Jesus to hand out forgiveness. Sometimes God don't want you to do all that. Sometimes he just wants you to understand and be silent. And be like, okay. Sometimes he don't even want you to understand. Sometimes he just wants you to be obedient. And he'll have things to work out in your favor. And you'll wake up one morning and be like, wow, God. You really did that. And now it makes sense why that had to happen to me. Because it wasn't happening to me. It was happening for me. Oh, man, 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 man. God is some, oh child, he is something else. Let me tell y'all something. Man. Ooh. All right, before I get all, oh child, snotty, crying on here. <laughs> As always, when we get to the end of a podcast episode, we do our podcast practice. So if this is your first Doses of Jesus episode, I just want you to know that we welcome you and you're officially part of the DOJ family. And at the end of each episode, we do a podcast practice. So it's basically like from the message, we want to go out and take the message with us and spread it across the nation, making the world better and better for God's glory one day at a time and one podcast at a time. So this week, I want you to forgive yourself. Okay, we're going to start off with that. And I know that it's really hard to give grace to ourselves. Ooh. Wow. Okay, y'all, wait. <laughs> I'm laughing, y'all, but I'm really crying over here. Like, eyes teary. Teary, teary. But I'm serious. I laugh sometimes, y'all, to cope with my emotions. Because, I don't know, it just helps me, okay? So, I'm not really laughing for real. This is really a teary laugh. But I'm, I'm, I'm crying. Because, and I had to pause for a second because forgiving yourself is hard. That is hard work. And I'm, I was not always... The, I've, I've, I've always been open with my emotions. I've always been open to cry, open to say how I feel. But I just recently started being transparent and vulnerable when it comes to like pointing the finger at myself and being able to say, listen, this is hard. <laughs> like I've always been trying to be that person that's like, oh no, we can do it. Like, yeah, we can, but God wants us to be real and forgiving yourself is hard. It is so easy to forgive other people. It is so easy for me to be like, girl, it's fine. I forgive you, girl. Come on, let's go get coffee. But child, the minute I do something, I'll be like, now, sis, you see, you ain't had to do that. Now let's sit down and let's write down what we did wrong and let's write down how we're going to handle this better next time. And so God is still working on me with giving myself that same grace and mercy that I give others. And I'm not going to sit up here and lie to y'all and say that, oh, girl, child, please, I forgive myself. I do. But sometimes it takes me like 15 minutes, whereas it takes me 0.5 seconds to forgive the person over there. You know, so I want us to really do this this week. And I want this to be a lifestyle change. Let's start forgiving ourselves. Let's start by today, forgiving ourselves. Let's say it out loud. Self, 
I forgive you for the things that you did that you thought and that you said out of ignorance. You didn't know. And even if you did know, I forgive you. Now let's move forward. Okay. All right. So whatever you may have done before right now, we just erased that. We repented. First of all, we repented at the beginning of this podcast. And so now we're forgiving ourselves because God then forgave us, but we have to forgive ourselves too because it starts within. Okay. And so we didn't forgive ourselves. So now I want us to go and I, and I want us to forgive those who wronged us right now. Forgive them in your heart because it starts in the heart. The word just said starts in the heart and in the mind. So forgive them right now. Okay. And if you feel like you wronged anyone and you, I, I, if you feel like you wronged anyone, I want you to repent. Well, you repented already, but let's just repent to God. If we wronged anyone knowingly and unknowingly, and if God is leading you to go to that person and physically and verbally apologize, do it because life is short and I'd rather you do it than to live in regret. So that's our podcast practice. Let's be quick to forgive and quick to apologize too. Don't let pride get in the way. Apologize when you're wrong. Even if you feel like you're not wrong, but you feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like that person told you they sorry. You extend an apology too, just in case. So let's go over it again. Our podcast practice this week is to continue to forgive. Forgive yourself quickly. Forgive others quickly and be quick to apologize, y'all. Don't let the day go by without apologizing if you know you did somebody something wrong or like I said, if they come to you and they're like, man, look, Sasha, I'm sorry for wronging you. You know what? I forgive you. And I'm sorry too. If I did you something wrong too, point blank period. Or even if they don't come and tell you they're sorry, but God put it on your heart and he said, you do it. You extend that apology. Don't fight it y'all. I'm telling you because there's a blessing behind obedience. I love y'all so much. This episode right here, I think was my favorite thus far. Let me know how y'all feel. Let me know how, how what this podcast did for y'all. Y'all know what it is with me. If y'all need to pray together, y'all need me to pray for you. Pray for a certain situation you got going on. You want, you know, you got, you know, you need some advice. I don't consider myself no life coach, but you know what I'm saying? God, God, you know, God will give me a word for you. So I love y'all so much. And before we leave, I just want to pray, God, that this week is just full of your glory, Lord God. Let, let your children, God, just be... Oh, bless, bless their mind. We ain't saying blow my mind, Lord. No, Lord, bless my mind. Do something so big, God, that it blesses my mind. In Jesus' name, and give us, Lord God, grace us to forgive ourselves quickly, others quickly, and to, and to apologize when needed. In Jesus' name, we pray. We out. I love y'all so much.